You are about to listen to the spiciest, most unfiltered episode that I have ever recorded on Instagram strategy because I woke up in a mood today to cause chaos, to stir the pot. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I I have a lot on my mind and I kind of just wanted to to speak about it. I'm seeing so many people do things wrong on Instagram and I'm just going to say it. There's a hell of a lot of bad advice out there on the gram at the moment. So I want to add my two cents, give you guys a solid list of the don'ts of Instagram strategy right now. And this is coming from somebody who has spent many, many, many years growing to the 10K milestone, learning a lot of lessons and working with hundreds of clients and students all across the world. I have a lot of experience. I have a lot to say. Let's get into the spiciness of today's episode. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. In an attempt not to completely ramble and rant through today's episode, I've compiled a little bit of a list. I have come up with four key mistakes that I'm seeing a lot of business owners make on social media or on Instagram at the moment. And these four things are what are, I believe, hindering a lot of people's growth. If you're sitting there being like, I'm posting content, I'm doing all the things, I'm ticking all the boxes, I'm doing what the Instagram gurus are telling me, why am I not seeing results? It could be because of one of these four things. So let's dive straight into number one. I think this could potentially be the most controversial one because we are all told to be consistent, right? Be consistent on social media. I say this all the time as well, right? This is what is in all of my previous Instagram strategy uh, sort of podcast episodes. But where I think people go wrong is sacrificing the quality for consistency. So this is the big mistake, mistake number one that I want to talk about today, focusing too much on consistency and not quality. Because if you are being consistent and posting every single day, but you're not not seeing results, I want you to take a good hard look at your content. Is your content actually good? Is it good quality? Is it, has it got good editing, slick editing? Is it too slow? Is there good text featured? Is the text readable? Are the sentences and phrases you're using hooking people in? Is it catchy? Is it attention grabbing? Is there value? Is it shareable? I am just seeing so much crap content on Instagram. It's super blunt and super honest, but I honestly am seeing so many business owners half-assing it. And if you want to grow on Instagram, what I'm trying to hit home with a lot of my clients and in my business at the moment is you have to create good content. I had someone email me a client this week being like, hey, I'm looking at, you know, 
uh, hiring this Instagram growth specialist, which is code for someone who's going to buy you spammy bat bot followers. So don't do it. I've been through this with clients many times before because people who don't understand social media will often see that and think it's a really good deal and not understand the consequences of buying followers. But what I was trying to get across to this client was you shouldn't be spending your time hiring services like this or looking into things like this. I want you spending more time on your content. Like you're not delivering delivering me reels. You're not delivering things from your shot list. Where is the content? Focus your energy on that because good content is what's going to win in the end with an Instagram strategy. I also think if you're going to be investing money in paid ads, if you're going to be sponsoring events, if you're going to be buying fancy tech or like I'm thinking about ManyChat as an automation and app that I brought into my business recently. But if you're going to be spending all of this money on all these other things and components, but your content is still crap, your content does not look good, your business is not going to grow, your Instagram following is not going to grow. Instagram has been around the block a few times, right? Instagram is now a very much like a part of not just business, but like our community and how people like function as humans. Everybody knows what Instagram is. My mom has an Instagram. My dad has an Instagram, right? It is part of society. People could get away in the early days of posting videos out of focus, low quality, you know, photos that are a bit blurry or, you know, there's, there's a whole other category to that, you know, blurry artistic photos. I know that's a big trend, but my point is in this day and age, Instagram has been around for a while. There's a huge amount of people on this app. There's a huge amount of competition and you are not going to stand out. You are not going to grow if you are not putting in the effort with your content. If you were just slapping together videos, if you were just using stock videos 24 seven, if you're filming everything on, you know, a phone that's like 10 years old and looks like you're filming on a potato. Like, again, I'm sorry, this is so blunt and I'm not usually the person who's like, you need to have expensive equipment to, you know, be successful on Instagram. And I still agree to that to a certain extent. You know, I know people that don't have the latest iPhone, you know, they're churning away on what, like an iPhone 7 or an iPhone 11 or something like that. But you can still put a lot of effort into making the video look good, right? You can still make sure you've got really good lighting, that you're filming in front of a window. You don't need to pay for lights, but you're putting in an effort. You are going around your house, standing in front of every single window, trying to figure out which one has the best light. You can go to a thrift store and get some really cute new accessories for your desk. You could do what I did with my office. I printed out a whole bunch of artwork for like $5 off Etsy. You don't even have to buy it if you don't want. You could download it off Pinterest. For me, I wanted to support like an Etsy shop. So I bought it off there. And then I got some cheap frames from the warehouse. I'm talking about frames that don't even have glass in them. They're like plastic. If you actually came in person and looked at my office, you'd be like, wow, these are cheap. But they look good on camera. And my point being is... I've gone to a lot of effort to make my office look aesthetic, photogenic and beautiful so that when I capture content, my content is aesthetic and beautiful to look at, right? This little stuff matters. Where you're filming matters. Make sure your dirty washing isn't in the frame. Make sure that you're not filming at seven o'clock at night when the sun's gone down and you're just using those harsh yellow like overhead lights that are just in everybody's houses, right? That does not look cute. Put some effort, put some love and time into your content. And if that means you have to drop down from posting five, six, seven days a week to just two or three, 
I personally think that is the better strategy at the moment. And again, this is where you unpack the complicated conversation around social media strategy, Instagram strategy. Everybody's strategy should be different. It's not a one size fits all approach. This is why I like still working one-on-one with clients and students because everybody has different goals. Everyone has different strategies that's going to align with those goals. And this is often why I end up working with people one-on-one either as clients or private students or in my mastermind. Why they end up coming to me is because they've been buying online courses nonstop and trying to get this like one-size-fits-all approach to Instagram marketing where they really need something customized. And in all honesty, a lot of this comes just from practice, like posting and learning how to edit and you know, giving yourself time to learn. I have a student who's absolutely blown up with her reels recently, but she's also been posting on that account for over a year. And it was throughout posting and learning more about how to edit and how to, you know, frame a video shot. She's gotten better and better and better. So a little bit of a catch 22 there in terms of like post more so you can upskill. But I think there is this line where people are posting too much because some Instagram guru told them that they need to post seven times a week at 7.01 at night and they're going to grow to 10,000 followers. They, people keep seeing this message over and over again and are sacrificing the quality of their content because they just want to meet the goal of posting. I set myself the goal of posting every single day um, when I got back I think like a week after my trip. So kind of like right at the end of October, beginning of November, I'm recording this like November 8th. And I think I've had two days already where I've missed posting. But for me, again, I could have rushed through and got my post ready and put it up in a hurry. But I know for me, it's much more important to not meet that pressure goal of, you know, posting every day for 30 days and actually play within my limits And if I need to skip a day or pull back because I want to make sure I'm maintaining the quality of my content. I could have chucked things up faster, not edited them as nicely, but I was taking that time to make sure my content is good. And I know I said I have like four points to talk about and I've been honing on (laughs) about this one point for so much, but I do think it's the most important. And I just want to be super, super blunt and honest with you guys. You know, if you look at the world of like, Hollywood movies, films, if someone puts together a bad quality movie, whether it's the camera work, the cinematography, whether it's the writing, whether it's the acting, like the movie doesn't do well. Think about every other industry. If someone puts together a low quality book that is just not well written, they haven't, you know, proofread it or it has really bad grammar, the book is not going to do well. And I think people forget and people are too caught up in Instagram hacks and trying to find easy ways to manage their business on Instagram. And yes, there are ways to do that. But I think people need to be reminded it's still a commitment and it's hard work. It's hard work to show up on Instagram and post content that's good quality consistently. And you you do need to be committed. And that's why I often advise some people, again, everybody's strategy is different, but for a lot of my, my clients, they spread themselves too thin on too many platforms when they're not ready for it. And it is a big commitment. And I just really want to give this as a little bit of a wake up call to you guys that maybe make it your goal for 2024 to save and upgrade that camera, or maybe it's to hire a content space. Hey, shout out to my other business, McKinsey Studios. But I know in London and in the US, there's so many content studios out there. So if you don't feel like your house is 
you know, the right space to be filming content. If you don't feel it's aesthetic enough, look at one of those content studios or an Airbnb and remind yourself that you are investing in your business here. With any of these upgrades, with any of these purchases, you are investing in your business. So break down that misconception or that mindset block that you can't afford things, that too, things are too expensive, which I know is probably a real, you know, case or a reality for a lot of people out there at the moment. But I also know there's a lot of people who fall back on that as an excuse because they're scared. They don't want to go to the next level. They don't want to play bigger. And again, I think there's options for everyone at every price point, every budget, every level or wherever you're at in your business journey. Like I just mentioned, going to the thrift store, getting a few things for your desk, making it look pretty, uh, getting some paintings and pictures printed for our, literally it cost me like 50 cents to print an A3 piece of art at the warehouse stationery. Like I don't own a printer <laughs> and I didn't want to send it to a fancy professional printers and get it put on glossy paper because I knew I didn't need that. So my point here is to just stop making a freaking effort. Stop being lazy. I'm calling people out here. I'm being super blunt and honest. But if you come to me and you're like, oh, I'm not growing on Instagram. I'm really struggling. This is probably the number one thing that I would say to people is just you need to level up that content. You need to start making good content. If you want to compete with all of the millions of other people on Instagram, it literally has, I think, two, two billion active monthly users are on Instagram at the moment. If you want to compete with them, you need to step up your content. Take this as a challenge. If you take away anything from today's episode, take it this as your challenge to go out and give content your all. Content creation is your key to growing on Instagram. If you don't have good content, you're not going to grow. Let's hit pause on today's podcast episode for just a second because I have some very exciting news to share with you guys. As you probably know by now, Black Friday is approaching and I have put together a whole week of special Black Friday deals. These are some incredible discounts and bundles and offers and some things that I have never offered before. My Black Friday promotions are going to start on the 20th of November. And this is New Zealand time, so that might actually be Sunday the 19th of November for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere. But to give you a preview of what's to come, I'm going to have five incredible deals that are going to be available for 24 hours only. So these are short availability because the deals are so good. I, I cannot let that checkout run. So for 24 hours only, you're going to get access to a new discount or deal every single day of the week from Monday through to Friday. So kicking things off on Monday, I'm going to have 50% off my template bundle for that 24 hours only. Then we're going to have a discount off my book. Guys, my book is going to be on sale for six US dollars. I'm literally not making any money off this. <laughs> this is all for you guys. Then on day three on Wednesday, I'm launching a new product. And again, we're coming through with a pretty cool price. I'm launching what I'm calling the Masterclass Vault, and this is only going to be one dollar. One US dollar, and you're going to get a whole host of five of my most popular classes. These have been pulled from my paid program, so you're going to get something from the Dishing Up Digital School, something from Get the Gram, something from Gram Camp, on a whole host of topics that are really going to help you build your online business. Day four, I have a very special private coaching bundle, which is going to include a huge discount and savings. So if you have thought about signing up for private coaching, wait around for Thursday. And then Friday is something very special. Friday is a big bundle, which I don't think I'm going to reveal just yet, but it's exciting. 
trust me when I say that and it's something that I've never offered before and most likely never will offer again. A little bit of a hint, if you're interested in my book, in private coaching, in the Dishing Up Digital School, you want to stay tuned for Friday. So I'm going to be announcing all of these and putting up reminders over on my Instagram. So if you're not already, go down to the show notes, click over on Instagram, follow me there, turn on post notifications. I'm going to have countdowns on Instagram stories for every deal. There's going to be links all over there. So pay attention, get involved, Black Friday week. It's going to be epic and I'm all here for it. And I hope you guys are all going to find a special deal that works for you, your budget. I've tried to make a range of budgets, but I've also tried to put a whole bunch of different offers on the table to suit everyone, whatever stage of business you're at. With that all out of the way, though, let's get back to today's episode. This leads me really nicely to the second mistake or second reason why you're not growing on Instagram. And again, it's a common one, too much repurposing and being too hands off with your Instagram. I think this also comes from the conversation of we can make Instagram easier and like you don't have to be on Instagram every day to grow. And again, I love I love that concept. But if you're stagnated at the moment, if you're not seeing any follower growth, I would really encourage you to stop with the repurposing and to make sure that you're logging on to your Instagram a couple of times a day, to make sure that you're connecting with people, to make sure that you're not just relying on bots and automated messaging, to make sure you're leaving genuine comments on other posts, interacting with your community, doing that inbound and outbound engagement. This is another problem that I run into with clients a lot is they say to me like, oh, you can just repurpose this blog post or go to our email list and repurpose old emails. And yes, I love this. I call this content mining, where I basically just get absorbed into a client's business and pull content ideas from everywhere. But eventually you kind of run out, unless your client's really good at feeding blog posts every single week, often you run out of things to repurpose and things start to get stale. And I also think only a certain percentage of your content should be repurposed because you want stuff to have a bit more of a fresh edge, a fresh look, make sure it's a bit more newsworthy or if you know there's something that's happened in the industry, like how could you make something that's a little bit on more on trend that relates to what conversations are happening on social media or what trends are happening. I think if you rely on repurposing too much, it just, you you miss a really big opportunity. And I do think after a while, you know, recycling the same like formula from a blog post or same acronym or same five tips for a certain topic that you've used on the blog and the email list and on like two reels before and now you're making a graphic carousel. Like your, your followers do start to pick up on this and they do see the familiarity. And this is where I'll work with clients. And as soon as we post something new, different, maybe a bit of a personal update or story of something that they've been, you know, going through at the moment or a story of a new product or something they're developing, something behind the scenes, like there's always just like a spike of engagement purely because you're posting something that's just a bit different. People are, you know, caught by surprise. Like, oh, I haven't seen this from this creator or this business owner before. And I understand it's so important to have boundaries with social media and it's important to be able to schedule posts as well so you can have time off. It's important to be smart with your repurposing. Um, I had this conversation with uh, the, the mastermind that I'm in, the, the coach that I work with this morning around preparing for Black Friday and it was kind of like, oh, make sure you're repurposing like emails. Like if you write an email, use that content to make something on Instagram. 
And I totally agree with that. Work smarter, not harder, that classic saying. But again, it's that line that people are crossing when all they do on Instagram is repurpose content. They're just taking the same pieces of content and recycling it over and over again. They're not being involved in the process. And again, this is why I believe even if you hire a social media manager, you can't fully outsource your social media. Like you need to be involved and to some extent, you need to be involved in the content creation. You need to be involved in, you know, writing little updates, posting little stories. And yes, life is 10 times easier with a social media manager, but it doesn't mean you clock out completely. The third reason I believe people are not growing on Instagram at the moment is they're being a little bit selfish. And what I mean by this, and I've mentioned this a few times on the, on the uh, podcast actually, is business owners often get into the mindset of creating content that they want to make or sharing content that they think is interesting instead of actually either getting into the mindset of the customer or the target audience or even just literally going out and asking your audience what they want, you know, using those poll features, sending out surveys, really making sure that the content is answering questions or problems or providing value for your target audience. And again, I always like to throw in some Instagram posts that I just want to create. You know, I'm a, I'm a creative person. If I want to do something on a certain topic and I have no idea if my audience is interested, sometimes I'll just do it for fun. You know, I think it's important when we still have fun with our Instagram strategy. But on the whole, like 90% of my content, it's always thinking about like, okay, I, I don't care that I want to talk about this topic this week. What does my audience want to hear about? That is a really important mindset to be in. Once you're posting um, fairly regularly on Instagram, once you've got a bit of an archive of content, you can also go back and kind of analyze the data here and see what topics people get really excited about, what topics or captions or certain tips that you share, what gets the most traction and lean into that. So if you, for example, like this is why you see creators who will have like uh, a reel that starts off with Canva hack number 92. And you're like, oh my gosh, have they done 92 reels of Canva hacks? And that is because they've posted one Canva hack and it's blown up. People have loved it. So they're like, cool, let me do another one. And let me do another one. People still love it. Let me do another one. And that's where you see people doing these part two, part three series of, of, of videos on, on Instagram because they're just feeding off the response from their audience. A recent example of this for me, um, literally recent, like I posted it this morning when... <laughs> Uh, the morning of that I'm recording this episode, I mean, let me pull it up on my Instagram, see how it's tracking. But I did a reel about discovery calls. I don't really care about talking about discovery calls personally. It's not a huge passion of mine. It's not something that, I don't know, like for me, I'm like, eh, discovery calls. Like it's easy for me. It's easy. I always say discovery calls, I jump on. I don't do any prep for these days. It's easy for me. But I also know that my audience is not at a stage where discovery calls are easy. They, they are in the position where it stresses them out, where they don't know what to do, they don't know what to say. So for me, putting up a post, giving some tips on discovery calls is super valuable to their audience. It's not necessarily a topic I'm super passionate about or that I want to talk about, but it's something that I know is going to resonate with them. So if I look at that, it was posted this morning, We've got 60 likes, four comments, and a thousand views. So it hasn't gone viral or anything crazy. But you know, that's just literally three, four hours after being posted. 
Um, the key thing there I would probably say is like the four comments. Sometimes I'll post something and it doesn't get any comments. Like sometimes my audience can be quite quiet. Um, so four comments in the first couple of hours is actually like pretty good for me. So I would take that as, yeah, this is starting conversation. People are appreciating it. I probably could have chosen something that had, you know, a bit more drama and excitement to share with you, like done a reel that has like 70,000 views. But that was the first example because it's something that I've literally just posted and was thinking about this morning. My last reason that you're not growing on Instagram. I feel like we've gotten like less spicy as we've gone through <laughs> these tips. <laughs> literally feel like I am just preaching Instagram strategy today. I'm like, do this, do that. But hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Hopefully it's valuable and not too um, aggressive because it comes from a place of love. I want you to all succeed. I want you to all do great. Um, just stop doing these things. <laughs> so number four, the final reason that I've kind of drawn on that I wanted to talk about today about, you know, hindering your growth on Instagram is being a copycat. Ooh, spicy. So the reason I put this here is because I think it's very easy to become a copycat on Instagram. And again, it's this fine line in the sand that we can just accidentally cross. Instagram, it's really important to be doing your research, looking at trends. If someone's created a post and it's got this trending audio and you're like, oh, I want to do my own version of that. That is actually a smart way to grow on Instagram, right? Tracking what's performing well for other people and recreating it for your own page. However, where I see it going badly is you see someone doing a trend and you copy it word for word. You use the exact same font as them, use the exact same sound, you copy their caption or you film the video in the exact same structure. Uh, again, an example I posted recently this week was one where I had like a little list of, of fears, like people being like, I don't have enough or not people. I put it in quotes um, of three lines that said, I don't have enough followers. Um, I'm not experienced enough. I'm not good enough. I had that in three quotes and then the beat changed and I had all of these screenshots pop up and it was like four years later and it's like screenshots of like income and invoices from clients, my book being a bestseller on Amazon, like all of these exciting milestones. That is one that I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw someone else do a similar version. So their version had a chunk of text, not the like three quotes or three kind of beliefs. It just had something along the lines of people think they need 10,000 followers on Instagram before they can start selling digital products. I can't remember if it was digital products or if it was services, done for you services or something to that effect. And then at the same beat drop, she had screenshots of her Stripe notifications come through. So essentially what I've done is I've seen a post that's performed super well. It had like 80,000 views and this chick only has like 5,000 followers. So I'm like, cool, that's performed well. How can I recreate it on my own account? So again, it's taking the same sort of similar theme and topic and similar idea with the screenshots, but I'm obviously adding in my own screenshots. So I also added in some different ones instead of just like Stripe notifications, it was Kajabi notifications, PayPal invoices, um, a screenshot of the book, all of that kind of stuff to make it look different. My video was also really different. It was me sitting at a desk reading a book. Hers was like a mid shot of her like scrolling, I think on her phone, looking at the camera. So for me, that is a really good place to be in terms of looking at the data on Instagram, what's trending, using that information to your advantage to create really good content, to get ideas. However, it's not crossing that line into a straight copy. And the reason why a straight copy of someone else's work just isn't going to help you or help you grow on Instagram is because it's boring. 
People have already seen it. Uh, can negatively impact your account in terms of someone catches on to you just copying everyone, they'll call you out. It can turn into a drama. I feel like we've seen that play out on social media before, people calling out copycats. But I also just think the people that create and come up with the original ideas, they are the ones who go viral because it's content that no one has seen yet. No one's seen this idea before and it will take off. If you are the... 10,000th person to use that audio and copy the original person and how they, you know, did that exact reel, you're not going to take off, right? Because there's already been 10,000 people who've done the exact same thing. So again, take the audio, do something slightly different or take inspiration from it and create a reel, but then think about, okay, well, what's the next original reel that I can create? How can I make something on the same topic and theme, but find my own audio and do something that's a little bit more original? I think, again, Use everything on Instagram to your advantage in terms of the research and the data that's there and the trends, but also add in your own originality. An example of this from recent weeks was I took an audio from TikTok that I hadn't seen um, being used on Instagram yet. And it was this audio from F1. I really like F1, random, th random thing that I like watching. Uh, I think many of us fall into that boat after Drive to Survive on Netflix though. But anyway, it was this little audio where it was of um, one of the drivers, Lando Norris, and it's like one of the commentators being like, Lando Norris just needs a nap or something. It's been a big day. Something along those lines. And I'd seen somebody doing it in on TikTok in relation to, I think, their corporate job, like lying down on the, on the couch after a day at work. And that is where I'm like, ooh, that's a really cool audio. I'm not seeing it on Instagram yet. What would my audience love to see from this? And that was where I came up with the, the idea to add my caption. Where is it? Let me read it. When your client sends edits at 4 p.m. on a Friday and want to, want to drop a reel, you spent three hours editing. And it's me looking like super sad drinking a cocktail, like drowning my sorrows. <laughs> and the caption is your social media just need, your social media manager just needs a nap. Uh, you can go check that out on my profile. But that's a great example of seeing some completely irrelevant audio on somebody else's page that has nothing to do with like social media management it's just like recovering I think it was pretty sure it was someone recovering from a day at like working in their corporate job or something and taking it and number one I've taken something that's completely not on Instagram yet so a bit of a hit of the trend there but also just made my own story made my own piece of content and I got a message from later media yesterday who wanted to repost that on their page and that's literally just gone live as I've been recording this. Let me go have a have a look, see. So later media, the, the scheduling um, software has half a million followers. And my my reel that they've reposted has almost 8,000 views in a couple of hours. So again, really great exposure for me. I take that as a massive compliment that they wanted to repost my reel and that they really liked it because they're a really big company. So again, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I just copied and pasted that idea if I'd seen someone else do it and just use the same audio and the same text and just recreated it, I've come up with an original take on it. So again, another example of how you can take inspiration from other creators, but don't be a copycat, be original, add your own little bit of spice as that other audio. I love that audio. We should bring that back. That one that was like, add a little bit of spice and then the beat drop. Anyway, I think I'm going to end this episode here. Um, hopefully I'm brave enough to upload it if you're listening to this because I feel like we have some pretty bold opinions <laughs> today. I was definitely feeling feeling bold, feeling confident, but hopefully it's been 
interesting for you guys to listen to and you've gotten some good takeaways and hopefully it's going to help you on your way with building your Instagram. So if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, follow the podcast, rate, review. It helps us out so much and really um, gets the podcast out in front of more people. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, guys.